with Robbie and Phoenix. I am one half of your co-hosts in uh for this podcast. My name is Phoenix. And with me as always is the new Mania Moments podcast champion, Robbie DeShazer. Yeah yeah I had to do my own pop because we're still recording <laughs> remotely. Um yeah. what is up? What is up? I've got the belt over my shoulder. Big, big silver right here, I guess. If, if, yeah. If the if, World Heavyweight Championship was big gold, this is big silver. Um, yeah. And she's, she's not if leaving you, my side uh, anytime soon. Yeah. If you followed along on Twitter, you'll, uh, when, for WrestleMania 37, you'll know that Robbie uh, was able to beat me for the belt. Yeah. And he is a champion. Uh congratulations, Robbie, of course. Um I, uh, Phoenix, I'm gonna be gracious. Uh, I'm gonna say, you know, it was a tough it was a tough fought battle. It really looked like I had you in literally the first half. And you came back in a very a huge surprise to tie it up, and it really came down to it. Um Yeah. Yeah, WrestleMania I will say WrestleMania was a fairly solid pay-per-view. I wasn't happy with night two that much when I watched it, but I think with, you know, we've had about two weeks away from it, a week and a half or so at this point, and I'm start I'm coming to terms with the things that I didn't like. Not all of them. There are things I really wasn't a fan of, but I thought overall it was, you know, it was a solid pay-per-view, you know? So Yeah, I would say that of the last, like, I guess, like, like seven. Like, let's go back to 30. Of, of the last, like, seven, I would put this in, like, the top half. Like, yeah. it was, I think it's definitely, like, one of the better WrestleManias we've had in years. Um. I'm, I'm, you know, of the same thought of the same thinking though that night two was disappointing for me. I don't know if I'm as quick to forgive it or like it's still like, um, I don't know. It's still kind of remembers, like stays the same as being as bad as it was. But I definitely think night one was very good, and I think the final match of night two was very good as well that like yeah overall and the bad stuff wasn't like bad in night two like we've like i mean you know we've seen some wrestlemanias where when it gets bad it gets really bad yeah it can um, get it can get messy yeah. bad there was just like some disappointments but nothing like, like very very bad yeah and i would say like you know things that may you know I'm I'm looking at the card and I'm really just trying to see stuff that like absolutely disappointed. I think the finish to Apollo Crews and Big E was not great, especially considering that match only went like six and a half minutes or so, almost maybe seven. Yeah, and I actually 
have a big criticism with the whole match, which is like it was called a Nigerian drum fight, and they never even used any drums in the match as weapons. Yeah, like, it just they teased that a gong would get hit, but it didn't happen. But then, if you actually go back, they really just did the kendo sticks and the table, and they didn't really utilize any drums. They just had it there for like scenery. Which yeah. that I think that alone is already pretty disappointing. That one was not a great match. Um, and I was I think like, the, you know, I feel like the what they do with a lot of these hardcore matches, even you know, it's a Nigerian drum fight. But at the end of the day, it's a same way that a Symphony of Destruction match is just a hardcore match, but they've got some instruments outside. A Nigerian drum yeah. fight was supposed to be that, but. Like, I don't think that I, as much as I like Apollo Crews and I like Big E, I don't think either of them are at the point where they can just be told, you got this much time, you got, you know, go just do it here, you know, and there's the finish kind of thing. So I'm wondering if, like, if you send two guys out there and go, yeah, we don't know what a Nigerian Trump fight is, and they aren't, like, the most, you know, competent singles competitors, I guess that I feel like that is almost exactly what you got. And not that I'm giving it like praise for that. I just think like, maybe we should have all expected this to be exactly what it was. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, I think uh, another, yeah. um, kind of disappointing thing was the, the length and the finish to the fiend versus Randy Orton. Um, I certainly didn't have a problem with the victor, though it did surprise both of us. Um, I think just the fact that it ends with one RKO is pretty bizarre. And then there, it seemed to like tease something between Alexa Bliss and, uh, the fiend Bray Wyatt. And like now with, the Raws that have come out, it seems like that's clearly the direction they're going with Alexa Bliss turning on The Fiend, which is sort of what it showed, but it just felt like because it's WrestleMania, something more could have happened with that match, and, I and agree. maybe even between the relationship and story. You um, could have done that same spot, essentially. If you, Okay, so like let's let's say, you know, maybe they don't go... Maybe they go a little bit longer. I think that's fair. But, like, let Bray get off uh, a Sister Abigail or uh, pull off a Mandible Claw and get the win for the match. And then you can do all that tomfoolery with Alexa, turn, you know, oozing black goop. And then... Dist- oh, there's my Amazon Alexa. You don't do anything. Shut up. <laughs> I do this every time and I just need to start like turning her off or muting her or whatever. The thing where you can just turn off her mic. Anyway, we can just start calling her a bliss. Yeah. So thing with bliss and the fiend, you could have done that after like afterwards, if that makes sense. Like it's not unbelievable that Randy could take a finishing move, get up. And then like, while that stuff's happening, like get off an RKO and like walk away on top. But I think the fiend needed the match victory there, you know. Okay, so you actually do disagree with the with the win? Not necessarily. 
I I understand why they did it. I think the fiend needed the win more than Randy did here. Yeah, because overall story wise, let's talk about the Raw after Mania too. If you, I don't know if you watched it, it was pretty disappointing. First of all, yeah, I watched it, and so Randy gets this big win over the Fiend that doesn't make a ton of sense, and it's obviously supposed to set up whatever's happening between Bliss and Bray, right? But Randy goes on just to lose in a triple threat match and not face Bobby Lashley at. Uh, Backlash? Like, you know, I don't I don't yeah. see why he needed a win here. Like, Yeah, I think it's more uh, to give sort of motive or, like, meaning at The Fiend to be mad at Bliss because, like, Bliss could have turned on The Fiend and that would have been fine. Um, but I think bliss turning on the fiend to ruin his match is like, you know, anger on both sides. And I'm guessing that's why they went with what they went that way, which is why I personally am okay with Randy Orton winning. Um, I agree that it's kind of dumb to have him win and then have like him not be that important after this, like just, instantly lose the next raw and now it's like okay he's just gonna stay in the mid card somewhere but uh i am not upset that he won in a in a in a bottle yeah well that's yeah and i and i hear what you're saying um and we we can actually get to that later when we go kind of match by match or whatever but my i guess what we should talk about is the main event of night 2 which led to, you know, we got through night two. We had the night before, after night one, you had realized we could tie and legitimately tie tie the entire night. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we talked it out after. So obviously they finished to uh, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan and Edge was uh, Roman takes out Edge and then puts his body over Daniel Bryan to get the pin on both of them, which was not what we were expecting, but maybe we should have expected. Yeah. Uh, Cause it was a, Oh my God, it was a fantastic heel move and what a great yeah. match. Like it just, so such a good, such a good way to do it. I think it's, I think it's absolutely the right move to keep Roman looking strong whether that means that Edge gets a solo, gets a one-on-one match at WrestleMania or at WrestleMania Backlash, which is what they're calling Backlash this year, uh, for some reason, my legitimate reason I think is Peacock is trying to justify their purchase, <laughs> and WrestleMania has huge, like, in-house like recognition. Like you might not know what money in the bank is, you might not know. But if you think you're getting a sequel to WrestleMania for, you know, no extra cost, you might check it out, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's all marketing and, you know, it's, I've come to accept that as being, that's not a for me thing, that's a for advertising 
thing, which I should have accepted to begin with because I watched Fastlane without complaining about the name, and <laughs> that wasn't even that good of a pay-per-view. Like, it was just, so, you know. It's not for the people that are going to watch the pay-per-views, regardless of what they're called or when they happen. It's it's for the people that... The casuals. Yeah, it's for the people that got Peacock Premium for The Office and then decided, you know, said, you know what, I've never watched any wrestling, but WrestleMania and WrestleMania Backlash are happening, you know. I get it. I get it. I don't like yeah. it. I get it, but... Uh, that being said, we had a, we had an issue on our hands, which is uh, our stipulation we had come up with was if Roman wins, whoever he pins, the person who picked you know who picked whoever picked the loser, the most loser, they they lose a point and the other person gets the belt. Yeah, unfortunately, the uh, moral of that story was uh, both Edge and Daniel Bryan are losers compared to the head of the table. And uh, you know what? So are Robbie and Phoenix. They're both fucking losers who should have predicted this. <laughs> yep. uh, so we, we deliberated a bit and I think to make it fair, to make it fair here, because we had two arguments. We ha- I had my argument, which was, Edge took the final finishing move. He was the one who was beat. And even though both were pinned, Edge took the finishing move. That's who... Phoenix should lose a point. Phoenix argued they both lost. We both lost a point. We should we should do champion's advantage and you keep the belt. So here here's... And I think mm-hmm. here's what we came to a decision on. Is... I... My argument stands this time. I win the belt. I am the winner. But going forward, ties are a champion's advantage. <laughs> and and the, yeah. Phoenix, the Phoenix Zarola law has been, the Phoenix Zarola <laughs> bill has been uh, approved. So going forward, if no need for tiebreakers, unless the belt is vacant, unless, you know, we somehow somehow gets out of one of our hands and then that per- the person who has it vacates the yeah. title ties go to a cha- go to the champion it's the champion's advantage yeah. we should have thought about that months ago that's the smartest thing to do that's why <laughs> champion's advantage exists in wrestling to begin with yeah and you know it's uh it's going to be for the best and easier for everyone including us because this is, you know, the second pay-per-view in a row where we've had to scramble mid-pay-per-view to come up with a tiebreaker. So, and then uh full disclosure, I was going to be going to work at my new job for my first day the yeah. next morning. And I'm like, yeah. "Phoenix, we cannot stay up late just arguing about this." And we got to we got to figure it out now, and we got to so I can tweet about it and then then that's it. Yep. So, um, but yeah, so Robbie, yeah. you know, takes the belt with, uh, because, uh, edge took the finishing blow on my end. Um, so I lost a point and that gave Robbie the, the final, uh, nail in the coffin and he wins the belt. And then now f- for any future title, um, defenses, champions advantage will be in play. 
Yeah. Which I'm I'm glad I'm glad you've agreed to this because I could see you being like, well, you have the champions advantage now. That's a double win for you. But you know you know yourself. You know you're going to get the belt back one day, and that that champions advantage could come in handy in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not thinking about the immediate. This is long term. This is long term booking. Is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, long term booking. Um. So. Uh, thank you to everyone who kept up with us. Uh, you know, and might I say, uh, Phoenix, you did make the wrong decision there because this belt is not leaving my side <laughs> for for many, many, many moons. You know, I think I'm gonna. I think I might retire the belt eventually. I think, I think when they hang my tights up in the rafters, and they'll just hang the belt with it. You know, yeah, I'm just I'm just nervous, you know, like I need you to take care of of my belt because uh, I know it'll come back to me soon. I don't want to see any like scratches or stains or anything because I had a very, very uh, nice uh, placement for it and um, it was very secured. It seemed very welcoming at home. Yeah. And. On the you know, floor now under the wrong hands. <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm ready for it to return uh, very quickly, very soon, and so I hope it comes back unscathed. Yep, I I I'm taking care of it. I'm giving it milk baths every other day. <laughs> See, that's that's my fear is you're introducing milk to it. Uh, that's a banned product in my household. I know, I know. It's got <laughs> this is this is a. It's a it, our belt is a child of divorce. Gets to have yeah. milk at gets to have milk at dad's house. <laughs> yeah. So, but you're much stricter. That's yeah. No milk. No milk for you, Belty. No milk. Uh, speaking you get your of belts, the strong, way, the hard way. Speaking of belts, we introduced a second title. Tech kind of yes. as a joke, but also <laughs> yeah. as a real thing. Uh, Phoenix is the current. Uh, Mania Moments 24-7 champion, uh, which Woo. is a uh, title that can be put up at any time for any reason. Uh, uh, yeah, just, and I one that I did successfully defend you uh, did. one time. You have successfully <laughs> defended it once. Uh, but Phoenix, let me ask you, uh, I want to talk about the main event of night one real quick. Um, yeah. So of course, who were the two competitors? Our two competitors were Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Uh, of course, uh, Sasha is the rookie, or uh, Bianca is the rookie in the situation. Sasha has had a few WrestleManias under her belt, uh, but this was for the belt. This was Bianca Belair's first match at WrestleMania, correct? Yes. It was not. Give me the twenty four seven title. She competed in the no. Women's Battle Royal in twenty eighteen. <laughs> I am a double champ, baby. <laughs> That's <Dang>. it. <laughs> the 24-7 title scene is quick. And it's unceremonious. Horrible. Flash the graphic. That's it. <laughs> wow. I, I, you've just listened to me lose my, my last belt. <laughs> you're, you're a champ. You could win. Hey, if you come up with something during this podcast, you could win. If you come up with a way to trip me. You Fair. could win the belt back before the end of this. 
I'm gonna try. I'll try my best. But yes, uh, that was the women's battle royal at WrestleMania 34. Uh, which I won't. I won't. Uh, I'm looking at at it. I just who won that? Just out of curiosity, can you remember? <laughs> um. Well, now I'm I'm free of. Not losing the belt, so I'll just try and come up with a guess. Uh, we did a WrestleMania 34 already, though, didn't we? Oh, yeah, that's right. Was this it Naomi? Is, yes, it was Naomi. Okay, was I on... couldn't remember if this was the one in Florida or not. There's so many in Florida now. Yeah, there really are. But I think that one was like a hometown victory one. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yes. All right, dude. You know what? Talking about interesting title matches at the beginning, let's let's go ahead and talk about night one of WrestleMania with the interesting title. Well, I guess there's more to talk about before, and we should we should document this before we do our full review next year because I have a feeling that it will not be we won't be able to document it. Yeah, uh, the massive rain delay. <laughs> <laughs> What that, what a shit show at the beginning. Yeah, that was um just such uh like poetic kind of humor that just happened. It's like the the first time we have a crowd in uh over a year and not only was there a rain delay, but it it's was It's the first ever rain delay in WrestleMania history. Yeah, the first one ever in WrestleMania history. Also ironic that rain, which creates thunder, is what delayed it. And if the WrestleMania was in the Thunderdome, they would have been fine. So there's kind of poetic irony in that. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) It was was pretty embarrassing. And, you know, we'll never get those, like, (laughs) spur-of-the-moment promos again. You know, maybe somewhere on YouTube they were saved, but... It'll be it'll disappear in Peacock very, like very soon. So they, I think uh, it's already gone, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't gone back and checked, but it would not shock me. Because... They made Samoa Joe stand in the rain and be a commentator, and then fired him a few days later. <laughs> I know there's like oh, talk that he had boy. asked for his release, that he's like one of the few stars in there that was like all right you know peace out like if you're gonna do your post wrestlemania releases you know now's the time but yeah still after that they made him stand in the rain and then probably the next day said no joe we're not gonna medically clear you and he was like all right cool guess i'm done here like yeah bye thanks for nothing what a mess that being said, I do not want to put this on the performers who cut spur-of-the-moment promos when they were not supposed to be. A lot of them who have not had to cut an off-the-cuff promo in a long time, you know. Uh, and they did pretty good, you know. It was a better quality than scripted stuff you might see at a local indie show, you know. Or on yeah, par with they're it. professionals. And... I guess that specifically thinking of the promo between uh, the kind of stare down that Lashley and Drew McIntyre had 
Because, like, that really wasn't supposed to happen. And they were just like, you two are, you know, you got you to do something. Go. You know. Drew, go let uh, MVP prov- provoke you. And you guys got to be, like, pulled apart. Like, <laughs> just do that <laughs> real quick. Yeah. It was something. It was, yeah. It was, yeah, it was chaos. But, uh, yeah. You know, 30 minutes later, we were off and running. It was funny. This was, so, uh, our friend, Bree, uh, she came uh, She came over to Maggie and I's apartment, and we watched together, and it was her first live WrestleMania, and I was like, I felt so bad. I was like, I don't know when they're going to actually come back. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, man. You know, so we just started, we... We decided then we were like, okay, fine. We'll make we'll make wings instead of ordering pizza. We'll just <laughs> we have chicken here. We got the stuff. Like we'll just an air fryer. So you're, what you're saying is it was Bree's fault. No, she. It was her first WrestleMania, and it was the first rain delay. And you're putting all the blame on her, even though she is not from Tampa, has no I put, connection I'm putting, to this. You are twisting my word. I'm putting. No, it's Bree's fault that I undercooked some wings. Is. Oh okay. That's that's if it's if if it's Bree's fault for anything, it's that we didn't order a pizza. We said, we were like oh, because we were debating. We were like we could make wings. We could order a pizza. We, what do you, you know? And I was like oh well, we got this rain delay that could go on for like an hour. Like we should just like make the food, you know? Yeah. And so the first batch of wings was not great, but we made a second <laughs> batch that was better. Um. I don't remember what I ate. I would probably I was in San Antonio, so I probably had like a <laughs> like a Gatorade or something. Oh, and chips. I can't remember. You also don't eat real meals ever. Nope. <laughs> I barely know what time it is, as uh, you are well aware of at this point. <laughs> that was the funniest thing. That an in- insight into our. Uh, beautiful little world of hosting this podcast. Uh, we, I texted you and said, you know, when I texted you Sunday night and said, when do you want to record? And you said, anytime this afternoon. And it was like 10 PM. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's, yeah. and I just thought you were like going ahead and talking about Monday. And that's when I was like, okay, well I've got work till five. So, but anytime after that. And then you were like, oh, well then, I guess like Monday or Wednesday. And I was like, wait, what do you mean by this afternoon? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what the hell does this afternoon mean? If you, you didn't know, mean Monday, <laughs> you know, I have from 10, 20 PM till midnight that day. That's not afternoon. That's... It's, it's after it's, I mean, it's afternoon. It's not the afternoon. I won't. I won't forgive you for it. <laughs> this is. That's fair. I I can't blame you. You know what? We should take a quick break and and then we'll break down the matches. So this is our little rain delay. How about that? Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. All right. We're back and we finally get to start. So welcome, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. Brother. Yep, that's who was the, 
and Titus O'Neil, who did a great job. Titus is great. Hey, I love Titus. We love Titus. we love Titus. You know, um, yeah. they they did a solid job hosting. Uh, and then I thought it was fun to watch uh, Bailey attempt to hijack the hosting duties throughout the yeah. two nights. Um, that was yeah. Those are some good fun. Even though Bailey just should have had a match, <laughs> that's. That's really the answer. Yep. Is Bailey should have just had a match, but it's Does okay. the women's division need like an intercontinental, like a workhorse belt. I would say yes, but they can't even get the tag team division uh, rolling for more than six months at a time. So, yeah, I you know, I don't know which because and then what do you do? Do you have it cross brands like the women's tag titles? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I just think it would be maybe easier than trying to get a tag division going because the problem is they're not, I feel like they're for, trying to, they like force tags together. We got um, a lot of tags. They don't have, yeah. They don't have a lot of like actual tag teams like the men's division does. Um, And, you know, recently they just let go a very formidable and, iconic tag team um but that's neither here nor there uh you know but if they had like a if they had a workhorse belt you know they could have you know bailey could have had a match naomi could have had a match um which i think uh, there was a short period of time where they had both the women's title and the divas title right yeah and then i think it was charlotte who like unified them and then that became the Raw Women's title because they also just quietly introduced the SmackDown Women's title, right? If I'm remembering my... If I am, no, you're right. Yeah. So did the, at the time, was the Divas just like the SmackDown Women's title? Uh, Yes. Okay, yeah, so that's it how it started. It wasn't a secondary... No, because it, it at one point replaced the Women's title. Yes. Like, and then... When everyone was like, this is a piece of garbage, why would you do that? <laughs> then they brought back the women's title in like a retcon, like, hey, we didn't actually replace the women's title, even though we said we did. Um, so this is actually a different belt. And it's like, oh, okay, so these are like two like championship belts. And then it slowly just moved into like, okay, the Divas belt's less important, obviously. And then it got unified and then they just added a SmackDown women's belt yeah. because cuz yeah they brought it they brought back the women's title and it's just the design that is the raw women's title now which is just the red background with the yeah. white strap which is not i mean i have issues overall with like giant belts with just the WWE logo on it but i think if you're going to do that for both your main men's titles i think it works to just have your women's titles be the same design, but also represent their brands in whatever way. So works for me, at least when it comes to making the women's title seem as important and, you know, they don't have weird designs or anything like that, you know, elevating those to kind of a world title status is not a bad thing. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, if they get a workhorse one though, there's like, you know, Charlotte's going to be coming back. Becky Lynch is going to be coming well, back. Charlotte just got, uh, Charlotte just got suspended in kayfabe. 
She put her hands on oh. an official. Oh, yeah. She's been suspended, um, which is the dumbest thing, because she had just come back the week before. Yeah. From COVID protocol. Yeah. Um. Uh. But, yeah, like, that, that like, championship women's, div- like, like area is going to get very, very full. A lot of, like, fatal four ways or whatever. But if there is, like, a mid-tier belt, you know, yeah. kind of free things up a little. What I don't want to see, I don't want to see... Because obviously that that title, it the titles are going to. If you know, you're right. If you introduce a mid tier, a mid card title for the women, like a work a workhorse title or a, whatever you want to call it, you know the equivalent of the intercontinental title. You know, I don't know what they would call it, but they're you know they're already scratching the bottom of the barrel for non world title names. <laughs> At certain points, you could call it. Here's my spitball, and I promise I'm not being biased because it's my name. You can call it the Phoenix Belt after Beth Phoenix. Hmm, Phoenix. I. You know what? You know what's not a bad idea because what NXT UK does this, and other promotions have done it before. So I don't want it to sound, but at least an example of a contemporary doing it is they've got the UK Heritage Cup. Which is defended like a title. Mm-hmm. The Phoenix Cup is not a bad name for a yeah. You know, that's I. I'd be fine with that. Um, we're on to something here. Uh, uh yeah, we're we're gonna submit that along with our pay per view names we came up with before the show. <laughs> you know, that's that's yeah. what we're gonna do. Um, but yeah, Bailey should have had something to do other than. And I mean, you know, she's been very gracious about it on Twitter, saying that, you know, it wasn't her night to do it, you know, she shouldn't have just been inserted or whatever. And she was very, you know, very gracious to Bianca and Sasha, who absolutely deserve, as well as uh, Rhea and Asuka, who definitely all deserved the spotlights they got. But, man, it could have, you know, she really killed it last year. Like, there's no denying that 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 she absolutely carried smackdown during the summer last year and so yep it's 100 percent true seems like it was just like there no no thank you or anything there for her so you know what and i'll, I'll say it i'm a bailey stan so i'm not gonna you know i i will admit my biases but it is what it is i can't change anything about it that being said let's talk about bobby lashley versus drew mcintyre uh, which ended. Ooh. Both of us were wrong. We we yep. both we both whiffed there. We both thought Drew was going to get his moment in front of the fans, a moment that you know, it may, maybe it was a little too perfect, you know. And Bobby Lashley absolutely is a fantastic champion, and he's doing great work right now. Um, so it's you know. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm happy to be wrong in this situation. And they I put was, on a solid match. They, yeah, it was pretty good. I I um ended up having to go back and watching it because when uh, we were watching WrestleMania and the rain delay happened, uh, it was like kind of at the start of the match that I had to uh, help uh, run an errand for my dad. Um, so I missed it live, but 
I went back and watched it, and it was yeah, it was a pretty solid, good match. Yeah, um, did you go to Whataburger? Is that what it was? No, I didn't go to Whataburger. I had to help my dad. Um, had to like help open this gate and like unload this stuff from the, his truck or something. Gotcha. Um, so, did you go to Whataburger uh, the yeah. the next night, Lynn? I don't. Why do I feel like I knew you went to Whataburger at one point? I think I went to Whataburger the next like night too, but I didn't miss anything. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, but uh, yeah, it was a good match, and um, I'm glad Bobby Lashley retained. Um, because like you said, he's uh doing good work, and I'm happy to see him not be like a transitional champion. Like he was, like it seemed like it was going to be like we both thought it would be. Um, yeah, it was, and it was a. As much as I dislike the WWE Championship opening, it was a good opener for the show. So I think in the global context, it was an awesome idea. You know, I can't to open with such a big match as being the first match in front of fans in over a year. I don't think it like I think it makes total sense. You know. Uh yeah. When we start looking at it with a broader perspective later, I think we're going to be like, yeah, does it outweigh the, yeah, does it out, does that outweigh the importance of the WWE championship? Maybe not, but I can see in the context for the cheap pop for, you know, in the moment, it's the best idea it's probably not going to age well and it's going to be looked down on in the history of the WWE championship. But yeah, I get why they did it. You know, it makes absolute sense why they did it because what were they going to start? Otherwise, what were they going to start with the tag team turmoil match? That didn't go great. You know, (laughs) actually what they should have started with was Seth Rollins and Cesaro which was a great match. <laughs> so yeah, that one was good. You could, you could change up. I could change up the whole order of the night. You know what else would have yeah. been a good, I'm just, I'm looking at options now. You know what else would have, would have been a good pop for the first, uh, full entrance in front of fans new day. That would have mm. been, I know they were the champions and we would argue, we would be like, uh, champions out first, but it's what happened anyway. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh no, yeah, that would have been a good one. I also thought um uh I mean if we if we undid the whole card, like you could do Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's match first. I feel like that's a and solid. And then the first entrance in front of fans is Logan Paul. Hey. LP to the rescue. No, I th- I think actually if they had kicked off with New Day cuz it was also the first time that Big E had been back with the New Day. So you could have gotten a full, oh, WrestleMania, you know. Yeah. That would have been good. That would have been good. And it was still good when he, when he got to do it there. But still. Anyway, yeah. I thought that match was a lot of fun. I thought uh, Drew hitting a Tope Kone row was awesome. <laughs> Anytime you see a dude who's over, Six five execute a flip is impressive. Insane. Yeah, especially over the top rope. 
uh, flip. Like, yeah. You know, he could have done a an Undertaker uh, suicide dive and landed very safely, you know, but instead he went all out for it. I was very impressed. Um, next up, we had the tag team turmoil match, uh, which I picked the winners there. I picked Natalia and Tamina, uh, and I was smart. Um, I've got the elimination order. Uh, was super surprised that Lana and Naomi were eliminated first. That's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> like, um, they- it gave me hope because I was like, you know. Oh, you there, Phoenix? Oh, no, we lost Phoenix. You know what? This is this is actually just going to go out as is. Um, so, uh, our order for the tag team turmoil elimination was Lana and Naomi uh, was elim- were eliminated first. Billy Kay and Carmella were eliminated second. Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose were eliminated third. The Riot Squad fourth, who were eliminated by our winners, Natalia and Tamina. Um, just still going here. Uh, waiting for Phoenix to hop oh, back in. Yeah. Hey, back. there you are. Either? We're putting this in as we're putting this out as is. So just uh, okay, start cool. with your opinion. You said so. Lana and Naomi. Uh, it gave you hope because you had picked Billy Kay and Carmella to win. Correct. Yeah, it gave me hope that they would you know win it all because I had a you know iffy kind of belief in them, but when they beat Lana and Naomi, I was like, okay, they really, um, they really are sell are like, you know, selling them to be like a pretty good team to begin with. The only thing was, I was like, if order for my pick to win, they would have to beat all four like tag teams and be like the super tag team. So I wasn't, I still never really believed it when it, the match began, but, um, I was, I wasn't too shocked that Lana and Naomi got eliminated because, uh, I was already kind of expecting them to not win. But hey, I mean, I really, I thought when they entered at number one, I was like, oh, they've been doing this, you know, Sasha and Naya have, or Shayna and Naya have been uh, bullying Lana for so long. Like that is, you know, that's, the, I guess, the long-term story or what, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh, they enter at number one. I could see it them pulling through and then then I was right so you know who cares <laughs> uh, <laughs> didn't slip up like Mandy Rose oh that was uh, I felt so bad for her it was raining at Wrestlemania and she got made fun of for slipping on that massive ramp and she yeah. handled she handled it well but uh Saw a lot of other wrestlers coming to her defense and being like, uh, wrestling boots are already super slippery. I would not want to walk in the rain with them. Like, shut up, people. Yeah. Which is true. Yeah. And it wasn't egregious. It was like a very a very minor trip. Like, it's it happens. I've seen wrestlers who trip when it's indoors and it's not raining, and it's just like a regular uh regular ram that's not even that long. Like yeah. it, it happens. It's not that big of a deal. It's not. I'm glad you took it in stride. I'm 
but she's yeah. okay. Uh, the next turmoil we'll be- match, though, in general, not great. Not yet. Definitely one of the worst matches of WrestleMania this year. Yeah. Actually, both both of the tag women's tag team matches were not were at the bottom of my ranking. If I was if I were to like order them in my order of enjoyment, uh, but even though even though I was right for half of, for one of the two, so yeah, I I you know I would have taken losing the point there if it had meant that the actual wrestling had been better. You know, but then you wouldn't have been champion. Then I wouldn't have been champion. Uh, you know what? I would have, if I had gone to my original pick for this and my original pick for the next one, I'd still be champion. Yeah. You know, I would have taken a point away from you too for better wrestling. I agree. (laughs) Do you want me to give you the belt back? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Uh, you know, it's okay. I'll, I'll win it back. Okay. Uh, next up, we had Cesaro defeating Seth Rollins in their match. A uh, lot of fun. Super fun match. Yeah, uh, that was a good time. Yeah. Two guys that you really can tell them, just go out there. Here's your time. Here's the finish. Go make it work. And, you know. And for the listeners, this was my first uh, 24-7 title defense. It was. It was how many, how many swings Cesaro would do. I bet the over on 20, and I was right. I tried to get you, because I tried to say that uh, the UFO did not count, and then yeah. he ended up swinging more anyway and beat it. So. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, hey. But I also, at the time, I still thought Seth was going to win. So That's true. So you were already kind of thinking that way. So, yeah, um, you were already kind of expecting a more positive end for Seth. But no, he, he got humiliated. Uh, but no, it was a good match. Uh, Seth is an absolute veteran when it comes to WrestleMania at this point. He knows how to pick his moments, how to make his partner look good, how to make himself look good. And Cesaro, even though this is his first uh, singles match on the main card of WrestleMania, uh, didn't let the pressure get to him. So those two killed it. And... Honestly, Cesaro deserves a huge push based on his performance, you know? So, yeah, I also felt like it was kind of like a legacy win. Like you've been with us for so long and you aren't like always given the best opportunities for WrestleManias and for other parts of the show, like throughout the year, but you like, he's very consistent and works hard and always like delivers a pretty good job. So they were just like, yeah. Here, let's give you, you know, something you've been more than deserving for a while now. Yeah, and since he and Nakamura lost the SmackDown tag titles back in like October, September, October, uh, he's really worked on his promo skills as a singles guy. Like, I think he's he's absolutely building himself to be a contender, which is awesome, and I wish him the best of luck. Um, next up, we had AJ Styles and Omas versus the New Day. And we got new Raw Tag Team Champions uh, off of one of the best <laughs> moves I've ever seen AJ Styles do, which was a phenomenal forearm off of the shoulders of Omos, which was incredible. Yeah. Just 
What a what a move. I loved it. Um great win for those two. Uh actually a pretty entertaining match. Uh they saved Amos up. They really let the New Day uh kind of beat up on AJ Styles for a bit, keep the kept the action to one side of the ring. So that finally once we got to see the in ring debut of Amas, it it rocked. It was everything we wanted. Um good for them. You have any additions yeah. to that? No, I was I I um I liked what the what you already emphasized was kind of like the storytelling of like making sure AJ doesn't get the tag in and then teasing it all along over and over and then finally he gets the tag into Amos, and it is that's it. That's that's the L that they took. Um, it was very simple. Uh, kind of one of those matches that you know, I I don't think will be remembered that like like that much in terms of great matches or stuff. Even for this card, like it'll be remembered that well. But it did its job and executed it. Um, to a good degree, yeah. so can't complain. And I like the storytelling of AJ really teaching Amos to be heelish, because that like that beat at the end. The just the it, the match is absolutely oh, yeah, won. It's put over. The, put his foot on him, kind Amos, of thing. Amos, Amos, one foot, <laughs> just oh, so good. Because AJ Styles, fantastic heel, one of the best ever. Yeah. Like there's so good. I. I love where this is heading. I'm excited to see what happens with it. Um, next up, we got Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon in a steel cage match and a match that delivered on a pretty poor build. I thought it was actually not a bad match. Um, wasn't my favorite of the night by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, they, they did a good job. They told a story. There were some fun spots. And Shane got to fall off of something tall, so. It literally had it all. Yeah. Braun tore uh, the wall off the steel cage. Like, Yeah, that was cool. And that is, like. And he won it for all of us who have been called stupid. Okay, now don't get ahead of yourself. Don't be stupid. Sorry. Right. Uh, no, there was, I mean, there was no way that Braun was losing that match. Uh, I know you picked Shane for like the weird upset there, but Braun, it it made too much sense. Uh, I was almost right. Um, if Shane wasn't cocky and stuck his arm through the through the the fencing, sure, it, it really would have changed. <laughs> uh, I mean, that being said, like. This is similar to talking about the WrestleMania backlash versus just calling it backlash thing. You know, this isn't my favorite choice. My favorite match of the night. It's not going to be anything huge for me going forward, but Peacock's going to sell some subscriptions or get some people interested just based off of that shot of Braun tearing the, the cage apart. Like, you know, like it's, it's one of those where you're like, that's just, that's a good marketing shot right there. That's, even though yeah. it was, a, you know, it was the product of a bad build and an okay match, like that's going to get some, uh, you know, non fans maybe interested a little bit. Uh, yeah, people are going to want to see like 
Wow, look at this like stupid man ripping a cage. Hey, he's not stupid. <laughs> uh no, but you're but you're right. It's it's a good visual and like it'll play on commercials and stuff and it'll get people interested. Yeah. Uh another thing that got people interested was Bad Bunny and Damian Priest taking on the Miz and John Morrison in what might Bad be a top four of Bunny. the night. Top three, top four of the night. What? Dude, you are underselling this. It is probably the second best match. I have it maybe tied. I've got it tied with Cesaro and Seth Rollins in my ranking, probably. Well, I I mean, I haven't ranked these, but I would probably disagree. I feel like if it wasn't for the match after this, this one would have stolen the show. It was actually super good. It was a spot fest. It was, it was a spot fest. Absolute spot fest. It had story to it, though. It was... <laughs> and Bad Bunny worked his ass off. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest did a in stereo Falcon Arrow. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, like, I need to rewatch the match just to like list the spots that Bad Bunny was able to do. And I think I tweeted it. I don't think there's ever been anyone who has gone from the performance center to WrestleMania and had as much success as Bad Bunny in such a short period of time. It was actually insane. The the shock of him just being his celebrity self and uh you know you're like oh a celebrity's in a match cool they're going to like you know do a stunner and that's it or whatever like you just like oh, okay um and he actually just oh like performed the shit out of the show like it was yeah. there are guys it was insane let, like let's talk about the amount of time that bad bunny has been at the performance center. Let's say he didn't, let's say it wasn't before the Royal rumble. Like it really was decided he was going to do this after the rumble. So let's say it starts end of January, getting him to the beginning of April. There are guys that have been signed by the WWE that have years of experience that have worked longer than that in the performance center and still haven't had an NXT debut. Like, yeah. Now I know like, Bad Bunny was guaranteed a match at WrestleMania. Like there were, you know, there may have been some stuff like, okay, we've got to like really put some attention on you. That kind of thing. Still, he did not have to go that hard. There the expectations for him were so low. Even knowing what we knew, you know, even knowing that he had been working out and training like he killed it. He killed it. I thought Damian Priest had a good showing. And uh, The Miz and John Morrison are absolute professionals, kept everything safe, sold the hell out of uh, any moves that were done to them. Just, and Bat Bunny sold pretty well. I, like, yeah, that was another thing too. Like he was hitting all these crazy moves, but he was also doing a lot of work for the other wrestlers, which was wild. It was great. It was great. And then, like you said, only to be overshadowed. By the main event of the night, which shouldn't be a sentence you say. Like, the main event shouldn't yeah. be overshadowing any. Like, the main event should be the main event. And, and once again, absolute banger from those two. What a match. Maybe match of the year so far. So good. Yeah. For, you're talking about between Sasha Banks and Bianca 
Belair. Yes. What? Uh, yeah, that that match rocked. It was so good. Um, and it was one of those things where you knew it would be good. Like you were like, okay, Sasha Banks, great wrestler. Bianca Belair, great wrestler. It's WrestleMania. They're Two of the most the charismatic women on the roster right now. Like just exactly. Know. They're given. They're going to be given the time to put on a good show. They're not going to be like, hey, here you're the women's match, but you're third on the card or whatever. Like it was, you're the main event. You are, you know, talented professional wrestlers that have put all the time and work in. Like you just knew it would be good, and then even still, they just like exceeded expectations and you know really brought the house down. Um, I think everyone like universally was pretty. Um, impressed by that match and like gave it a lot of praise uh it's the first time two black women have main evented a night of wrestlemania or any you know or two black people in general i don't think two black people have main evented wrestlemania at all up until now so what a what a great thing um yeah yeah so we you know Really good match there. Uh, I will say one of the writers for Wrestling News World, the publication that I write opinion articles for, go check him out. Uh, he was there in Tampa uh, in the crowd and kind of immediately messaged our group chat and said, just so you know, the sound of Bianca's braid hitting Sasha for that once, the, just the hair whip thing, said that was not put in in post. You could hear it. It was that loud. From you could hear it from where he was sitting in the stands, not not in ringside. Like back, in, he was like, he was like that was not added. That was not coming from a speaker. That was just that loud. So I, I mean, after you saw like the laceration that was on her on her abdomen afterwards, you you knew that it was it was painful and like the and it sounded painful. It was. So, so nasty. Oh, so good. All right, let's move on to night two. We kind of already talked about The Fiend and Randy Orton. Um, Yeah. I'm not going to, I don't have anything to add to that other than what we've already said, but. The Fiend had a cool entrance. Yes, that was awesome. And I liked the video of him, like, being revived by those Tesla coils or whatever. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how it happened or what the point of it all was supposed to be, but it was cool to get full fiend coming out of that, uh, Jack in the box. That was awesome. Um, and then I hope that we look back on this and go, well, at least it led to a really awesome storytelling, but maybe not. The follow through isn't always great with Bray. Only time will tell the, the long-term follow through can sometimes be great. Sometimes you, you know, uh, six years later, you get the resolution to John Cena and Bray Wyatt, but who knows if we'll get the resolution to this. You know, you get Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan. And then uh, a year later you get um, Miracle on Bourbon Street. That's true. Uh, Then we had Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler uh, retaining their titles against Natalia and Tamina. I don't know. The, maybe it's the right decision. I think it's time to let Shayna go be Raw Women's Champion. So, And I don't care what Nia Jax does. 
I, <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> I think the wrong people went over. Um, I will say the night before we didn't talk about it. I thought it was, even though you made a good point that we shouldn't glorify, glorify Superfly Jimmy Snuka, uh, I thought it was nice that Tamina got to have her moment for her family there. Specific, you know. Yeah, yeah. We can talk about that later. But I also thought it was cool. You know, we've seen Natalia do the sharpshooter in honor of the Hart family so many times. So to see her give up that spot to let uh, Tamina Snuka do something to honor her family was cool. You know. Yeah, that was cool. It was uh, a pretty big moment for her and families, and so I'm glad they kind of had that kind of that wonderful moment. Yep. Uh, but I'm with you that the I don't think the right people won this match. Um, I think like going back to our earlier statement, it's be, they're probably doing it to not make the singles division in the women's uh, or the singles group in the women's division be so crowded because without like another card or another, another belt, it's going to be pretty crowded with Charlotte coming back um, and Becky Lynch coming back and Bailey still in the picture and everyone else already there. So I'm wondering if it's kind of like a sneaky way to keep Shayna and Nia Jax uh, covered. Yeah, maybe. Um, and I mean, if Alexa bliss ever comes like finishes the fiend storyline, she'll, she'll be back in it. Yeah. It's, not to it's mention all the women crowded. that aren't doing anything right, you know. Nikki Cross isn't doing anything right now and should be doing something, you know. Yeah. There's lots of people that are still sitting backstage, you know. Um, that being said, this is this is a quick question. It's a very off topic. But we've been talking about, you know, Becky Lynch should be returning at some point this year. How do you want to see Becky come back? Hmm... I would think I would want her to come back and win the money in the bank. That's what I was thinking too. And I want it to be the same way the Brock Lesnar money in the bank happened. Yeah. <laughs> just wreck shop. Yes. Just not be announced wreck shop. Leave with the, with the briefcase. In fact, you know what? If we could get the same, uh, Brock, uh, Paul, Money in the Bank promo, but with Becky and someone managing her? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Brock Lesnar has one year. I, I have a year? Yeah, did you, how did you not I didn't know. How do you not know? Just yeah, the who, but who, who does she cash it on, though? Does she cash it on Bianca or Rhea? <sighs> and we're not getting Ronda back anytime soon uh today yeah, he's having uh, a baby literally today she announced she's pregnant so <sighs> i don't know i don't know who we get uh we got to see what happens at backlash too because yeah as much as i hope that both Rhea and bianca have decent reigns i could see one of them losing their belt to either so i could see bianca losing it to bailey maybe i could see Rhea losing it to Charlotte, you know, the four horsewomen are powerful. There's no doubt of it. <laughs> so I don't know. I, and she has a year after that too. There's a lot of, you know, you see a lot of shifting happen. 
But yeah, I mean, I think it'll be tough. I think your biggest indicator will be uh, wherever Seth is at the time, because obviously they're going to want to keep Seth and Becky together for baby purposes behind the scenes. Yeah. On the same show. Not, you know, not because eventually they're going to get back to touring at at some point, likely before the end of the year. If I had to guess, but or early next year, you know, so there's at a certain point, the raw and SmackDown stars aren't just all going to be in one city. So, yeah. Are you vaxxed by the way? I'm should be getting my second dose next week. Hey, so we're about to be fully vaxxed fellas. I'm waiting on that second shot of the Moderna. You know, you got to do those four weeks of waiting 28 days. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I mean, you know, I got mine last yeah, week, so and you're getting next close. Tuesday, um, in Immunity Island. Yeah, it's it's a bummer. At first, I thought there was a chance that I was going to get be fully done right before my birthday at the beginning of May. Yeah, it's going to end up being likely the week after, but we're going to figure something out to you know. Either way, yeah. Either way, we'll probably do something. Just probably it'll either be at my apartment or Carter's apartment or at you guys' house. We'll figure out something because I'll be yeah. fully vaxxed and you guys will all be in various processes of it. So it's not like that would be the yeah. end of the world. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, I think the only, I mean, yeah, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to dox who other than ourselves who's vaccinated and not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn with Logan Paul. Uh, who was on something while he sat near the commentary. <laughs> he looked yeah, like he was this... on the strangest downers. Like his reactions <laughs> were very big and very delayed. It was very, I think he was doing like, uh, he was, just, and maybe it's just cause I watched this recently, but he reminded me of, uh, Dominic in the, <laughs> Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio match from back in the day when they would cut to Dominic's reactions. It seemed like, like both under like, or both overacted, but also like unaware that they should be acting at the same time. It, it didn't feel correct at all. No, no, that's, it was so strange. Maybe he just, maybe he was scared to take a stunner and just, drank a lot backstage who knows could have been anything it seemed it was so strange i didn't like it i didn't like logan paul i liked the match actually (laughs) Sami Zayn and kevin owens know how to put a put on a good match together they've been doing it for over a decade together at this point so not surprised at all oh sorry sorry not over a decade uh kevin owens just happened to be putting on matches with el generico the luchador that looks a lot like Sami Zayn, but you know Unfortunately, El Generico passed away while saving those orphans from a fire. Um, so there's and then this guy Sami Zayn just popped up. So there's no, you know what am I talking about? They haven't been doing matches together for a decade. <laughs> uh, getting there though, since their time in NXT. Um, yeah, and then I mean I gave us both a point because Logan Paul took a stunner. Which was great. Yes, which was, yeah, 
well, obviously a good good thing to happen. I did have to remove a point from both of us though later because his brother did uh win that fixed fight on <laughs> the next Saturday, so uh retroactively we both have one less point than uh we came out with. Sorry. Um did you see the uh video of it, by the way? Uh I like of the match of the knockout of the knockout from the first round of uh, Jake Paul I versus Ben no, Askren. I don't think I did. It was no. it was bad, and Ben Askren was backstage later, totally smiling and walking away, no problem, like he hadn't been knocked out. I don't want to say it's it was a fixed fight. It was probably a fixed fight, though. Ooh, uh, that's mean of me to say. But also, yeah, Jake Paul, go fight a real boxer. Stop, <laughs> stop, stop beating up old athletes from other sports. Like you're 23, and you know, actually, actively trying to do this, go fight a boxer. Like, not, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Sheamus versus Riddle was actually a pretty good match. I thought they put on a solid 10 minutes and the finish was really good. Uh, Sheamus countering the floating bro with the, uh, brogue kick. So I don't know. What did you, yeah. think? did you have any thoughts on that match other than the finish, which was just a good finish? Yeah, no, I mean, I thought it was, you know, solid. I thought it was good. And I hey, didn't really have. I don't have anything else to say without my notes. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, Sheamus is bringing back the open challenge, though. Oh, yeah? Yep. So we're going to get... That's cool. And it's probably going to be used to bring up some guys from NXT. So that'll be cool. Oh, I do want to shout out the Matt Riddle, Rob Van Dam, Great Khali promo. (laughs) Yes, that was so good. (laughs) That was very fun. (laughs) So, so good. Uh, We already talked about the Nigerian drum fight. Do you have anything else to add to that? Uh, no, uh, that was crucial in my comeback in, or my almost comeback, uh, for the title because I picked Apollo Crews to win. Um, but besides that, I, uh, I don't really have anything else to say. All I can say is there were three title changes in a row. What do you mean? What the hell? What was the booking? Then? No joke. That's when we should have known that Reigns was going to win. Yeah. <laughs> when... When those three happened, it was like, oh, God, Reigns is really going to retain. And then, okay, I'll say it here. Uh, so the guy that, so, of course, Apollo Crews retains after interference from uh, Baba Tunde, who is, or sorry, Baba Tunde, who had become Dabakato when he was in Raw Underground and is now Commander Aziz. Uh, I hate this. Every time I start thinking that maybe this Apollo Crews gimmick is actually not offensive, the WWE does the WWE thing and makes it offensive again. So I don't, yep. I don't know what to do about it. Um, it sucks. <laughs> he couldn't have just been, I don't know why he needs to be a, you know, warlords, right hand man kind of thing, you know, and do the, uh, Joseph Coney, look, you know, you know what I'm talking about? The whole like cold war Soviet, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> it's because here's the thing: he is. They're both Nigerian. Neither of them were born in Nigeria, but they are both Nigerian. That could have that connection right there is all you need. You know, you could have still been Dabakato or whatever name they thought worked best for him, and it was just like, you know, because if if the promo the next week was just Dabakato believes, you know knows that I am a Nigerian prince and whatever, you know. And he respects it as a fellow Nigerian or whatever. Like, that's that's all it had to be. And we would be just as satisfied. But instead, we're getting Commander Aziz. Ugh. Ugh. Why? For real. What? It's, Someone it needs sucks. to go beat up and... Bruce Pritchard. I, that's all I have to say. Like, that's... <laughs> But hey, then Rhea Ripley and Asuka put on a pretty good match. Um, you know, I think we had our discussion. There were two ways you could go about this. There was the, uh, you know, Asuka maybe should have retained for the purposes of, you know, standing up for the Asian community kind of thing. And there's also the argument that Rhea should have retained because uh, she deserves it and is a badass. And uh, can't argue with either. Unfortunately, my pick did not win, and you picked correctly. Um, I will say we got one great thing out of this, out of that whole week. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, did, I, mm, did you no. see the moment on NXT the next Tuesday? Uh, I did not. So we got a moment on NXT the following Tuesday. Uh where, uh, so Raquel Gonzalez, who recently had, uh, won the NXT women's championship at, uh, takeover stand and deliver, uh, was cutting a promo. They had someone debut and kind of do. And then after that, they had Rhea Ripley come out and then, uh, Bianca Belair come out and they were, they're all very good friends had, you know, trained together, uh, at the performance center so all three of them got to hold their titles up and they had a picture of them from a couple of years before, but like backstage at a house show, you know, so, and they got, they all got their moment. It was nice. Uh, NXT truly is taking over, um, black and gold forever. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So they got to have that uh, cool moment. I, yeah. I thought the, that is, that is a cool moment. Um, I thought the Ray Ripley Oscar match was pretty good. Yeah, um, thought it was a solid think, match. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it could just be us, but I was seeing a bit more, I guess, negativity of that match um, online. But I I I thought it was solid. Um, I think in my, I mean, obviously in my head, I wanted Ray to win because I picked her. Uh, but I think I would have preferred if Oscar won, um, just to give her like a nice uh, win. And I think we talked about our predictions, how it would have been a pretty good cultural moment for her to win. Um, that didn't obviously didn't happen. Oops. I um, uh, Both of their uh, Asian women champions uh, in WWE definitely lost within a five-day span. Uh, yes. Oops. <laughs> um, I think I even said uh, uh, I am betting 100% that WWE misses the mark entirely on something like this. And I was right. Um, 
and their other but, biggest Asian star, Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, who is a legitimate star, uh, was yeah, relegated like, to the Battle Royal on SmackDown. Yep, and didn't even win that. Maybe should have um, won that. Yeah, maybe. Um, although I have uh, a question back at you. Um, since uh, excluding, or I should say, since the release of uh, Peyton Royce, there's not a single uh, woman in the WWE division who is undefeated at WrestleMania, true or false? I'm going to say true. I'm going to say true. You're correct. I had to think about it. Right. I, was, I almost said, I almost said Charlotte was undefeated, but no, she lost at the triple threat and at 35 for sure. Yep. Sasha famously has never won. Oscar's never won. Bailey's lost. Uh, and I mean, we just said Bianca was in the battle Royal, which means she's not undefeated. Uh, and Rhea lost last year. So, Yep. There's that's just a few of them, but you know who yep, is undefeated at WrestleMania? Michael Cole. Rob Van Dam and Michael Cole. Uh and then we got uh which I don't even want. Uh and then we have the the main event. We had the main event, Roman Reigns with Jey Uso and Paul Heyman defeated Edge and Daniel Bryan. Uh in you know, I I'll call it a fatal four-way for the Universal Championship, considering how much it was Jey Uso was involved. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jey Uso very much uh, be going from. I, I mean, I don't know how about uh, you, but going from where he was like the last like six months ago versus now, he's gone like full. I fucking hate you, Jey Uso. Like in like in terms of a keel heat or whatever, yes. like in a good way. He is like is how present he was in this. I kept just getting so pissed off, but in such a like good heat kind of way. He's really turning into a good like Roman Reigns henchman kind of guy. Biggest surprise, honestly, Jimmy Uso didn't return. I thought there was a good chance that once Jay was taken out, that Jimmy was going to show up and be the one to make the difference. But no, nope. uh, I could have saw that. Yeah. Because Jimmy Uso's cleared to compete again, so I don't know. I, they're just waiting to bring him back, and maybe I don't. I don't know. Maybe their plans for Jay and his singles run have like a distinct end date. But the men's tag team division could use the Usos again. So there's. I was surprised. I don't know. They just brought back the the fucking Vikings. I know. Wouldn't that be awesome if we got if we also if we had a thriving. Men's tag team division? Yeah, of course. No, we can only have four tag teams at a time. Yeah. And one of them must always be Dolph Ziggler paired with somebody. <laughs> no. Um, but that's that's WrestleMania. That is Yeah. Um, I mean I guess should we talk a little bit more about the match? I thought it was um Oh yeah, I guess we can talk a little bit more about it. Yeah. I thought it was great. I thought it was um, definitely makes sense for it to be the main event of night two. It uh, was, it went on pretty long, but it was pretty 
uh, chaotic and wild and had a lot of turns and twists and you never really knew who was going to win, but um, until the very end. And I thought the finish was excellent. We talked about, you know, the, the pin obviously beforehand, but I thought it was a great match. Yeah. And it was the longest match of this WrestleMania, but it was only 22 minutes or nearly 23, but that's not long for, for when it comes to long WrestleMania matches. A hundred percent. Actually, I will say, I thought this WrestleMania had a good pace, and I'm me. I might say it. I think that two-night WrestleMania might be here to stay, and I kind of like it. <laughs> you know? Uh, it, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. I'm so conflicted. Like, I love the pacing of a two-night WrestleMania. I really do. Um, But I just, I, I don't know what it is about me. I don't know if it's the traditionalist part or what it or what it is but i love having wrestlemania one night um i think maybe it's also like it's easier to like plan and like meet with people like it's yeah. easier to be like hey let's meet up tonight and watch all of wrestlemania as opposed to hey let's meet up to watch night 1 and then see if we can hang again for night 2 or whatever i don't know it's just like it just feels nicer for it to be in one night but I have to admit that um, both WrestleManias uh, pacing it and into like these small chunks of three hours each, a uh, lot better, a lot more enjoyable, and a lot easier to to swallow than one giant seven hour show. Yep, for sure. Uh, the other, I mean, it's I think it's here to stay. They've changed the. Uh, banner that they had for WrestleMania 38 in Arlington. They've changed it from saying a specific date to just saying April. So that means that they are definitely having those discussions <laughs> right now. Yep. And I I can't I can't fault them. I mean it I get it. You know, I mean it it's works also... it's a much smaller fan base, but it works for New Japan for their Wrestle Kingdom event. Yeah. Which is their equipment. But also, you know, is you know two uh, two show tickets. Yeah. So you're kind of just doubling money there. Exactly. But overall, you know, uh, we still didn't quite, we just didn't get to watch it together this year. I'm excited and hoping next year we'll be able to get together and watch WrestleMania. Um, you know, you, I'd like for you to at least be able to look at your, at your former belt a year from now, you know, <laughs> Uh, uh, no, yeah, I will definitely be uh, holding that belt um, walking into WrestleMania next year. I mean, um, let's be honest. I want to get to a point where we can watch a pay-per-view together and the belt can transition that night as opposed to uh, several yeah, that's days true. later. We've, had, we've, we've been having some bad luck with that, but um, it'll it'll happen. But hey, uh, Phoenix, I mean, overall, I thought it, like I said, I thought it was a good show. Um Solid pay-per-view, even if it maybe wasn't the greatest WrestleMania ever. I don't know if we're ever going to get another greatest WrestleMania ever at this point. Uh, but I'm looking forward to next year, maybe in maybe in person in the stadium. Hmm. <laughs> we'll see mm-hmm. what we'll see what state the world is in and how much t- uh, tickets cost. Is the yeah that's that the would be answer. dope. That would be dope. But in the meantime, Phoenix. How about you tell the people 
where they can find you on the internet. You can find me at Bomb S Phoenix on Twitter. I hope to tweet things you like. And you can find me at BA Phoenix on TikTok. Hey. Is that all your plugs? That that's it, yeah. You don't want to come up with another one? No no extra plugs? Uh you can find me uh pound symbol Ulysses two five three four on uh Catan Universe. <laughs> okay. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Robbie DeShazer. Pretty much everywhere at Robbie DeShazer. I write articles uh, for Wrestling News World. I also do a show called Tapheads, and we used to do a show called Film Frackers that you can still check out. Um, but hey, thanks for listening. You guys are the best. We will see you next time with a full WrestleMania review. <laughs>